What's up, everyone? Uh, today we're talking about U.S. education system and why it is absolutely horrible. Uh, I'm here with John Brescia. Howdy, howdy. He's he's a pretty cool dude, you know. Uh, so, John, first off, let's just get into it. What do you what do you think about the U.S. education system? Um, U.S. education system is really interesting because there's some stuff that I think it doesn't get credit for. But there's a lot of stuff wrong with it. I think a lot of people have, like, bad ideas on why they think it's bad. Like, not that their reasons aren't valid, but I think there's a lot of, like, really specific reasons. I think one of them is people, a lot of times, they try and go about, like, uh, free time, you know, how early schools start. Uh, they give kids, yeah. you know, work that goes late. They have to wake up early. And I think all that stuff sucks. But generally, I don't think it is entirely too bad. But in terms of work, I think it's very unevenly distributed um, for, I, I think, specific classes, but also the different, uh, you know, varying difficulties, you know. So depending on what yeah. you know, whatever school you go to does, you know, they've got different levels. And I think that the jump from, you know, a lot of high schools to like an honors class, I think the jump from an honors class downward to an accelerated class is such a huge jump. And then I think the accelerated jump from CP, from college prep, is such a large jump, too, that college prep almost seems like a joke. And I think it leaves a lot of kids in a weird spot where, um, like me, I'm not a big math guy. I'm, say, above oh, average, who is? Who is? But, uh, <laughs> but I'm definitely not that good. So, like, I'm in a spot right now where since I wasn't that good, at, I wasn't at the top of math, I didn't do honors. But now, now that I'm an accelerated, it, uh, it's it's, yeah, it seems like a not like a joke. But I don't feel like I have to take it very seriously. Yeah. And I think that there – not that there needs to be a new thing. But I think there's like a lot of kids that fall into a weird spot. And then there's also kids that maybe they aren't the most intelligent and they have one thing they're really good at. So they go for honors but they can't handle it. But then they jump yeah. down to accelerated and they, they aren't getting what – yeah, and then they're not getting what they wanted. And I think the lowest level classes I think are so low that – it doesn't encourage the students to actually learn. And it's basically just a class they can take to, to go through the day. Like it's kids yeah. that don't care much for the education of that topic or even education at all. And instead of giving them something to still learn from, it instead just gives them something to blow off. Yeah. I, I don't want to be stereotypical, but I'm going to be stereotypical. <laughs> and I'm sure that everybody who's listening right now can probably imagine that kid who takes all CP classes. Yeah, definitely. And that kid who probably doesn't pay attention to any classes who gets 60s, and says, all right, 60s and CP classes. And that, that's the kid that blows them off because personally, I think CP is a joke. Now, this is coming from me who I've been in honors classes, accelerated classes since I was in second grade. So I've also like been yeah. in these more challenging classes. But I, I personally think it is a joke. And I feel like the way that we just distribute, the, like you said, the jumps between the classes, like why is honors so much more harder than accelerated? Uh -huh. Like I, I was, I was, it's a crazy freshman jump year, freshman year. I was in Spanish. She said that her CP class was going faster than the accelerated class, which I was in. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, to me, it feels like we're going pretty fast. <laughs> so like, just how fast are we supposed to be going? You know? And like you said earlier with work, personally, I think if you can't learn it in the classroom, why are we learning it at home? Why am I learning it? Why should my parents be sitting down at the table trying to figure out something with me 
that I, they didn't learn in class. They haven't learned it in 30 years, mm-hmm. 25 years, whatever it may be. Shouldn't the teacher be doing that? And I feel like, I feel like maybe if we just had a, some more options within learning, okay? Because I feel like the, the, the way we learn is so flawed. It's you have an hour every day to figure something out. And if you don't, you're going to bomb the test. Yeah. Especially at high level courses where it's, oh, well, here, learn this. And if you don't learn it in 16 minutes, you're going to fail because we have to move on to the next chapter today, you know? And to me, it's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to how fast you have to learn something and then how much work they're going to give upon it, you know? I'll give. I mean, I, like, I'm not a math guy. I'm not a math guy at all. I hate math. But so far this year, I'm taking pre-calc. So far this year, it's been okay. It's been relatively slow-paced. I feel like the teacher, I have I have uh, Mel, I feel like he's adapting to the class. Mm-hmm. He understands what we're going through. We have shorter periods. We have, you know, less time to do so, less time to learn. It's going to be a struggle. And I feel like he understands that. And he's adapting the class to learn at a pace. So we're still learning at an honors pace, just in a tweaked way due to the given circumstances. And I feel that that shows signs of a good teacher, which I don't think is very common anymore, at least. Um, I think a lot of the flaws in the U.S. education system starts with the teachers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a, one thing I think, and it's something I've thought about for a while now, is I think it's based on, I say, age of the teachers and the old moving out. Um Generally, right, when you talk to people from, you know, the past two generations, say, say like millennials and Gen X, um, and even like uh, uh, the one before them, I forget the name, the term for it, but just either way. um, Boomers, right? Oh, there's there's a weird one. It's called like Gen Delta or something, like something like that. Some of those weird names that they made up. But they talk about teachers back then, right? And the school system was different, you know? Kids were different. Schools were different. And... I always have heard from people older than me that they never that very few of them ever had teachers that they very that they felt very close to, and only if they did it was for reasons like the teacher never gave us work, the teacher let me cut class, you know, stuff like that. And I think it's these teachers that don't care as much for teaching that are still sticking around that aren't moving out, and that you have those newer teachers that really care about what they're doing. You know, they're young, they're youthful, they actually like yeah. what they're doing. I think those teachers are pretty solid. I think a lot of people enjoy classes because of them. I think there's a lot of teachers that just don't care anymore. You know, they're old, they have their tenure, you know, they're making money fine. They're doing the same thing they've been doing for years. And I think they get a little lazy with it. Um, And I think so much, I mean, people, obviously teachers are the important part of the classroom, but sometimes people undermine actually how important a teacher is. Like a teacher literally makes and breaks how much someone enjoys a class. And that can actually like, little do they know, like that can affect someone's future. Like whether or not you're going to be using the things you learned in trigonometry when you're doing whatever the thing is that that class and that student's experience with the class might influence them to stay with that and choose it as their career and if one teacher is at fault for that then it's bad like for me i've always been super fortunate so i'm a big history guy and that's what i want to do like i want to go into history education because i think that there are so many students who hate history and they think it's a useless topic because of the fact that they have shitty teachers they have those boring yeah. teachers who don't care and they give them the book. They say, read this. We're going to have a quiz on it next week. And nobody likes that class. But then they have those really cool history teachers who really care. and They're really cool people. That's and that's I, when they I, like. I think I've been lucky. 
I've been lucky. I've had some. I've had some awesome history teachers throughout my yeah, like in, in, entire school and career. Yeah, and I, middle school and all. And I think it matters awesome. so much. I think it, it, matters it matters so much the positivity of the teacher. There can be a teacher who teaches extremely well, and you don't care about the subject. You might do very yes. well in the class, but you're not going to care. And if in the end of the day, if you really don't care about that class, why should you have to take it? Yeah. Now I feel that we. We, we, we force students to take classes that they don't need, you know, because pers- here's, here's the approach that I think we should be taking the uh, education system. I think it should be a, um, what, a future-based approach. You know, what do you want to be when you grow up? Now, of course, that will change. However, I just feel that if I'm uh, – when I'm in – when I'm a freshman in high school, I have this idea to be a veterinarian, Okay. So I'll be taking maybe some science-based courses. I'll maybe take Latin to help me out with some words that will come with, yeah, uh, like it's it, it it is like a doctor because you're just a doctor for animals. So to help me out with some words that I may need to know, um, but I don't think that if I'm going to be a veterinarian, maybe I shouldn't necessarily be taking history. Um, maybe math isn't a priority. You know, I should be focusing a lot on science. Now let's say that job that I want to be that veterinarian it changes and I don't know I, I end up wanting to be a teacher you know then, then I should be taking more public speaking courses more uh, sure I should probably narrow it down to specific teacher then maybe if I want to be a history teacher let's say I should narrow it down into history courses mm-hmm. I feel like we just here take English science math and history when personally I really don't think that you need all of that because why should I need to know how to write a phenomenal essay if my job won't need it. I feel like by the time we hit high school, we already have enough of a writing uh, background from what we've done for the past eight years of our life in school. Mm-hmm. You know, so that to me, it, it, the way we just approach learning, it's here, take everything. And they don't like promote an interest, you know, like if I'm interested in sciences, I should be taking science courses. Yeah. I, I I agree with that part. One thing I think that makes it that does make it a little hard on them of uh, choosing what courses you need to take, uh, I think is mainly uh, down to the point that trade schools do exist, right? And yeah. generally, students who know what they want to do, their whole like generally, it is suggested that they go to trade school, um, and that will get them prepped. If someone really understands that they don't want to be doing something that involves all these obscure classes, if they know that they want to be a hairdresser. They know they don't need pre-calc. They know they don't need physics. Yes. They know they don't need chemistry. They don't take those classes and they go to a trade school. So generally the American public school, say middle school or high school, teaches them all these classes because um, it is prepping them for college with a mindset that they think they know what they're doing, but they don't. And I can speak, you know, I have an older sister and she's a senior in college. And when she went into college, uh, her she wanted to be a, a high school teacher. Uh, and within a year she was majoring in business and hospitality management. So clearly that isn't what she wanted. Teaching isn't what she wanted to do. Um, and she didn't really take a bunch of business classes when she was in high school. Um, so there's, that's almost a good thing. And there's like a good and a bad in the whole system of that, that the public education system has prepared her enough in math that even when she wanted to do something different, that wasn't math related, she's able to take these business classes. But at the same time, it didn't really prep her 
for any of them because it didn't have a lot of classes to help her with that. It didn't let her ex- yeah. it didn't let her explore, but didn't always give her the most intriguing options to explore to think about going into it because that's what she really wants to do now and she's very into that. But like she could have gone down the route of a teacher and not been prepared at all for actually what to do. Um, so it's almost yeah. down to maybe say the classes high schools offer. Now there's almost too many classes you could offer. And that's like an understandable thing. Schools are only so big with so much time in the day and so many teachers, they can't have a class for every single subject that could possibly exist. I think that there's yeah. some that are so clearly not necessary and some that don't, I mean, I'm taking a class right now called science fiction. That class is so useless. That class doesn't need to be there. That yeah. class should be removed. Like there's a lot of classes that are just like, oh, I'm going to take them senior year. to Yeah, to have fun. Spot, you know? And that's cool and all, but I don't think that class should exist when there could be other cool classes. There could be classes that involve, I mean, like imagine if there's a class that involves anything related to criminal justice. Like that, that would, I would probably be a lot of people who would be lining up to that. Especially I'm sure, I'm sure it'd be an interesting class. It would probably be an important class because I could actually learn something that could benefit me in the future if I decide to pursue that 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 job in the, in the future, you know. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I know I know a lot teachers. Like we said, teachers are very important. I feel like the teaching role just is dull, you know. I, I know Denmark's education system is w- widely praised. Yeah. And I feel like people just don't want to dive into why it's widely praised. It's just, oh, Denmark has a phenomenal school system. Nobody will ever touch that school system. But they just do simple things, you know. America loves to throw money at failing schools. Why? Why do we like to do that? They're failing. Let's not throw money at them because they're not going to be able to do that. Denmark wouldn't do that. Denmark would fund the schools that are working, the schools that clearly are making progress and teaching students well. The, the teachers – they're making so much money over there. Why? Because that is probably the most important job in the world. I, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you believe. I think you should believe that teaching is one of the most important jobs in the world because they set up the youth for the future. Teachers are meant to inspire and teach our kids to be good people. I mean, basic stuff to learn. You know, They, they, they set us up mm-hmm. in math, science, English. They get us the yeah. basis. That's very important. And it's not a glorified job. It's kind of just like, oh, okay, I guess I'll be a teacher. That's ba- it's basically secondhand. I know my dad, he wanted to be something like physical therapy. And then he said, you know what? No, I don't want to do this anymore. I'll just be a teacher. Whatever. And that's, that's, bas- that, that's what it is. It's like, why don't, why don't what, we, we got to have people who want to be teachers, you know? So we have to glorify the job. We have to mm-hmm. make it that awesome job that it should be. Because in reality, it is because you're one of the most important people mm-hmm. in America, you know, and I feel like if we if we were able to do that, the school system automatically would become better because then people who will genuinely want to do there and do it and be there will be teaching kids. And that'll just in itself help the system benefit. <clears throat> yeah. And on the subject of people who just kind of become teachers, like they almost don't know what they want to do. I think that yeah. happens um, a lot. And I think it's almost – it's based. a lot of it is sad to say that it's based on area, but it clearly is. Um, I think there are a lot of areas. So, like, uh, my grandmother used to be a teacher in uh, Camden, okay. which was and still is a very low-income area, generally considered yeah. uh, a lower-class area, right? There's a lot of poverty, a lot of crime. And she used to teach there. Yeah. Um, 
And she noticed that when she was there, that there were a lot of teachers who just did not care. And she was one, she said she was one of the only teachers that she really thought, you know, say gave a damn about her own students, like cared for the job of teaching kids for the reason you were saying of the fact that they are so important of building these children's future and that there were other teachers that didn't care. Whereas I think when you move into more wealthy areas, um, I think there is, is an improvement clearly. And down to the basics of it, oh, down to basic economics, the, te- the, the wealthier towns are going to be funneling more money into the schools, which means that there's going to be higher quality. Um, but the basis of education is oftentimes, I think, what we consider the great equalizer in America, that it's supposed to be that it doesn't matter, right, if you're middle class or high class. It should be based on the fact that technically, with your education, you can go anywhere. You know, there are a lot of millionaires yep. who started, you know, who didn't go to private schools. You know, they started, yeah, basically with nothing, with good ideas. Now, obviously, that's very wishful yeah. thinking because everyone says that. Yeah. And it's very, very Yeah, rare. it is very rare. However, but it is supposed happen. to be the thing that can take people who are willing to use their gift yeah. to do it. And I think it punishes, sorry, punishes more people in those uh, lower income areas born there simply by the fact that they just don't have the best of foot starting off they don't have the best foot starting off yeah. because they're born in those areas and that's where they're raised right and that's the only place that they can live mm-hmm. but then it's even worse of a penalty against them when the people who are educating them and trying to set them up for the future of what they want to do don't even care yeah and if they don't care if you grow if you grow up around people who have a don't care attitude you're going to end up adopting that don't care attitude and then you just have those kids who just run rampant in schools and the teachers don't even care because that's just the norm and they can't do anything to stop it. And they don't care to stop it because they're just making a paycheck to basically do a horrible job at teaching, which is why I think personally teachers should have more to go through. Definitely. Teacher. Because, I mean, it's four years. It's four years. Like literally every single person could say, I'll go to college for four years and become a teacher. It's not that hard. But that's horrible. I feel like, especially as important of a job it is, it should be harder mm-hmm. to become a teacher. You know, I don't, maybe not harder. Harder is the wrong word. But like, you know, if you're a doctor, you got to go to school for like how many years? Uh, like eight, eight years, years to like be a normal practitioner. But certain occupations, I mean, yeah. surgeons have to be uh, in school eight years oh, and practice yeah. Surgeon, four years yeah. before they're able to actually be surgeons. Yeah. So like, you know, an important job. Definitely doctors are an important job. No, I don't think teachers should be going to school for eight years. But maybe you know, maybe four years of going to school to learn how to become that teacher. And maybe another year of actually learning how to be – or congratulations, you know all this stuff that you got to teach. Well, now I want, I want you to learn how to – I want you to learn how to teach, you know? Like you can, you can be the smartest person in the world, but do you know how to talk to people, communicate to people, and teach? That's what's important, you know? Like, I feel like I'll take the guy, there's two teachers, right? I'll take the guy who had straight B's through high school, but he can motivate anybody. And he was just like the guy that everybody could talk to over the guy who had straight A's, but just never talked. Yeah. You know, like, sure, he's a brainiac and he could probably explain it super awesome because he understands it in 7,000 different ways because he studied it in English, Russian, uh, French, and Italian. But he doesn't know how to teach it. He doesn't know how to thoroughly get through kids' heads. The guy, the other guy, on the other hand, he knows how to talk to people. He knows how to give students a way to get around certain things and say, "Well, here's here's a better way to look at it." 
instead of just a blunt, essentially intellectual way of thinking. Yeah, I think that uh, style that you're talking about is something that I think it describes a lot of professors uh, in America and the college yes. system, which I mean is different off topic because college systems are you know, paid for in different yeah, areas. College is much but less different. I think that is the approach, right? Because generally speaking, college classes are a lot less hands-on. They're a lot less personal. You know, the professor assigns you work, right? But it isn't as personal as it is in a classroom. The professor might not even really remember your name by the end of the course. Uh, whereas these public school teachers, middle school, elementary school, and high school, um, they're with you, generally speaking, every day of the week, yep. face-to-face, learning who you are, right? And that should be their thing. And what you were saying is that there's those teachers that are just almost say too smart. And sometimes they're almost like say snobby, uh, you know, a couple of teachers in the past where they understand it very well because they're very intelligent people and they either yes. don't have the patience to. They feel like they expect. Yeah. The and that's just not how it is. Like you're in an AP class. Why don't you? Mm-hmm. And that's just, this? it's, it's foolish like, because there's some the people who are less right off the bat learners and there are people who really put in the grind a lot of those teachers probably did put in a lot of work when they were in school but the other thing they did is that they were naturally gifted and there are a lot of students who are less naturally gifted and very hard workers and there's some students who are uh naturally gifted and extremely hard workers and those are the kids that get hundreds in class you know in the highest level classes they've been valedictorian and that's great for them but those are the kids that actually need and i'll say this less good teachers because they're already motivated enough by their talent. There's some people who are smart enough where that's basically their motivation. Like their motivation is I'm smart. I want to go to a very good school. And what they do is they go to a good yes. school because they put in the work. Like I know I was talking with Evan Polk the other day. He said he wants to go to this one college. I forget exactly what it's called, but I asked him, why do you want to go there? He said, because it's a good college. Mm-hmm. I need to go there. And he's very smart. Very intelligent. He's very smart. Mm-hmm. And he wants to go to a good college. So yeah, that yeah. it all that makes sense. And he will tell me, man, this class is super boring. Because to, to him, yeah, it's a breeze. No to someone else, it might not be. But to him, he's just like, this yeah, is super easy. And yeah. and then he essentially gets that break, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but there are kids who, and, and those are the kids who need it less. Uh, the kids that really need yes. it, like we we're saying, are the kids who don't care as much in school, um, because. In reality, when you go off of the numbers, a majority of students in the U.S. are in the average to below average range. Or, I mean, that's just yeah. how it is. That is naturally how it's supposed to be. Most people are average. That's why. It, that's why yeah, that's why average. it is the average. But the bad part is, is that our system is letting the average down to be lower than the above average, which is bad. Like that. That's to say, it's plain bad. I feel like this system is made for those above Yeah, it really is. And that's not how it should be because, I mean, like I was saying, it's just there are some kids who are motivated by the fact that they are above average. It's like it's like kids who play sports. Why do they keep doing it? Because they know that they're good. And why do they want to do it for the rest of their life? Because they enjoy being good at it. But there are just some kids who – there's those kids who got signed up for baseball when they were little and they didn't care. And the reason why they stuck with it is because they had fun or they had a great coach or they had friends to help them get through it. And that's basically how yeah. the education system should have teachers be. They should have them be, say, that friend that helps you get through it. You know, there's that person on the team that really made you want to go to practice. You know, you really wanted to spend time with them. That's how the teachers should be and how they help you. And there are just so many teachers, and it's not all of them, but there's just so many teachers that fail in that aspect. Yeah, like you could have that coach, okay, that 
always is always with the star player and that's the that's the teacher who's always with the smart kid however the good coach and the good teacher they're with the, the, the normal kid you know the kid who wants who, who's only going to practice and playing because he likes the coach because the coach is fun because the coach is funny because the coach is cool that's why and that's i feel like if you have a good coach the good coach says i know the star player is good i'll give him attention some of the time i will always praise him when i when he does something well however i also have 10 other people that are on the field that i also need to be with not just the star not just the smart kid you know and like i said how the system is essentially targeted well not targeted that makes it sound negative but therefore the above average kid yeah the amount of work right they're motivated they're motivated because they're smart so if you give me 40 math problems for homework i want to get them done to prove how smart i am you give me an you give me an essay i want to get that done and i want to do it the best way possible to prove that i'm good at writing you know, the average person doesn't want to do that. You know, I'm, the average person says 40 math problems. That's ridiculous. Why am I doing 40 math problems? Yeah. And I, when I was in eighth grade, freshman year, sophomore year, I had so much math homework and it made me dread math more and more. Like, because I love math to a certain extent. Currently, we're doing graphing in pre-calc. I get it right, and I, it's satisfying to me. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, boom, man. Look at that. The point, point lines up there. X equals, that all equals out. X equals negative two, and equals negative. Perfect. I did it. That's satisfying because I know I'm doing something right. But then when you put 40 problems on me, you put stress on me, and then you don't teach it properly. I'm like, wait, am I doing this right? And then I question myself, and then I stress out a little bit, and then I fail. And then it pisses me off. And then I keep getting pissed off. And then I punch a hole in my wall. Mm -hmm. All because there's so much work. And I feel like five problems that differ greatly will do more for a student than 40 problems that are all the same. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. You know? Like, if I have five, like, I'm doing graphing, like I said. There's five, like, there are multiple different ways to graph, multiple different uh, uh, functions. You know, or I think it's seven of them. I think there's seven. So seven problems, one of each. That that would be more effective because I'm I'm getting down one of each type. And I'm, it's not like because they're all the same. It's all the same. It literally is all the same in math. There is no difference. It's always the same exact thing. Algebra, find x. <laughs> the method of x. Yeah. The method is just different. You know. Right now, when I'm graphing, it's just the translation that differs. The the, the 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 sole equation, the core equation, is just the same. I know it's. I know. I know what the graphs are going to look like because of the way that it's uh, written. It's just a matter of oh well, what's plus two, so I got to move up two, Wh whatever it may be. So, and my teacher, like I said, he's been doing a phenomenal job. He's he hasn't been loading us up with with the questions. It's just all right. Here's a few. They all differ. Sure, like I think it was like fourteen we had the other night. That's like phenomenal. You know, two of each, basically get a couple, you know, get the repetition in. And at the beginning, when we first started this, I was like, oh, I'm not going to remember all these. And at the end, I, I didn't even use my notes. And we had an open note test. I said, I know exactly what type of graph this is because of the repetition that I had. But it wasn't a crazy amount of repetition to the point where I was stressing and forgetting. 
I just think we have too many problems. Yeah, there there are a lot. Um, and I think another one is, and I know right, it's the big, it's the famous meme. It's the uh, you know, I didn't learn how to pay my taxes, but I heard that in my country as the powerhouse. Yes. Oh, right? That's the big meme, right? And I think when you look at the four yeah. core classes, or not say four, but the, the main core classes, right? That generally history, or that yeah, generally high schools are forcing that force students to do the mandatory classes every year. Are it's an advancing math difficulty, or it's an advancing science difficulty, and it's an advancing English difficulty. Now, I think they're I think the math one, math and science generally, they are very important things to society. However, with a big asterisk on, however. There is a lot of stuff to be desired that are in those classes that people just don't need. Like the other part, you know, it's the other part yeah. of the big joke that every student has said at least once in their life of when am I ever going to use this? Right? Like, yeah. Like I mm-hmm. have every intent to be a teacher. I have every intent to be a history teacher. Why do I need to go? No. Calculus? Yeah. Yeah. If you want to be, if you generally know what you want to do, right. You didn't go to trade school because you've yeah. narrowed it down to a couple options but you didn't want to get locked into one. Why does this person, right, yeah. who, who is an insanely good author, an insanely good poet, basically amazing with words, right? They want to go into anything that involves English, right? They're going to do yeah. something. Yeah, and they're not to going them. to do something, most likely, that involves math. So when they don't get into a good school because they failed, not say failed, but even if they did, though, even if they did okay in a specific math class, because- their GPA was dropped because of these other classes that yeah. didn't matter to them. That yeah, because the GPA, and I'm not going to say the GPA doesn't matter, because it does. Right? It doesn't matter what you're, you're oh, averaging. It, it goes oh, off of how averagely smart you are. That's why Ivy League schools, you know, they know that you might change your course goal while you're there. So they can't only let you in if you're good at math, because if you get there and realize you don't want to do math anymore, then why are you in the school, right? Then you probably shouldn't deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. So... It makes sense why they go off of that, but I think there are a lot of I think there are a lot of mandatory classes that could be cut, or trimmed down, or given options. Right? Why is it that everyone has to do pre-calc? Why can't they choose to do pre-calc or maybe another class similar, maybe another form of math, maybe one that involves you know math that is more useful for helping them in their business class, or a class that just helps them in everyday I things. I mean, there are classes like that that exist. But they're general electives. They're optional classes. I think there's some of those classes that just should be mandatory. Like, why? Like, I love history, but why is U.S. history too uh, necessary when classes like home care or car care aren't? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like, are. they're much more important. Like, you know, kids in high school they get cars. They get cars. Half of them, how many? Half of them aren't even taking. Car care. I'm not taking either, uh, and, and I'm, I'm driving. I'm not going to take car care. I'm not taking it. Either. I'm not taking it because my parents mm-hmm. want me to focus on academics, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, I'm always like, if I need to learn something about a car, I'll just ask my dad. I'll ask my grandfather, who've been with around cars yeah. for their entire lives. They've always been doing stuff, but like, I think okay, personal finance and financial mm-hmm. literacy, their requirements. However, financial literacy is a semesterized course, so you have one semester of it, and personal finance is an overlooked class. Um, they should be prioritized, because why are we sending our students into the real world with no idea how taxes, no mortgages, idea. Um, 
bank accounts, credit cards, debit cards. No idea mm-hmm. how any of that works. Why are we doing that? And personally, I think the school system is retarded for not doing that. Like, we have to prepare kids for something in the future. And, like, teachers will all be like, oh, you have to be ready for what's going to be in the future. Okay, well, then why aren't you teaching it to me? Why am I not being yeah, taught? It's, it's ridiculous. And there's actually some classes that do a decent job at getting you ready for certain things like that. But I think they're almost like say, soft oh, yeah. lock behind a wall, them. right? Like, example, freshman year, I took intro to business. And there were certain things that I learned that were actually very important, right? Very important things that I will probably be remembering yeah. in a couple of years, you know, when I'm an actual adult. And the funny part is, is that I think there are people yeah. who don't want to take a class like that because of the word business, right? Because when they say business, yeah. they think it's... They automatically think it's going to be work. Things involving jobs. They think it's uh, a course about starting your own business or running your own business when in reality it really just isn't that it was actually none of that none of it was about running your own business or operating your own business you know or even very little of it was learning about other businesses it was mainly realistic appliable stuff and it just it didn't make and like it's almost advertised wrong a class that important should actually it's one of the it's categorized as a technically mandatory class you can take that or another one most people are going to take financial literacy. They're, they're not that, going to end up taking into business. I and I think um, that they're both very important. And they could almost they could almost both be mandatory. Like I, I learned a lot in financial literacy in that half 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 the year I had it. I learned a lot about credit cards. Um, what was I going to say? Um, everything revolving around the bank and bank accounts. Invest? Uh, not investing. Uh, what's the word? Oh my god, I lost it. When I had money in a bank bank account, interest. Yes, I learned a lot about interest and things that I and like certain uh, accounts that I should try to open that would be more beneficial because in five years there's a pretty good chance that you could gain ten thousand dollars on if you put in one thousand dollars into an account and just like basic stuff like that. That in the future, you know, I I get a job. I'm in college. I say, hey, look. Maybe I should do this so that when I'm out of college, I might be able to take a big chunk out of my student loan debt because of this, uh, this fund that I have. But if you don't take that class, you're not going to know anything about it. And personally, nobody needs to know calculus. Nobody needs to know calculus. Why don't we replace calculus with a class like that full year yeah. so you can go through things more thorough? Like the, when I took personal finance, it was like project-based. It was a fun class. It was project-based. I got to make people laugh with funny projects and that's not the way it should be uh, as much as I love that. It should have been a more challenging, more learning class. Like I learned a lot, but there was so much more that there was that there is, but we never get to because it's just semesterized. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A class like that shouldn't be uh, that short. A class that important shouldn't be that short. Um, yeah. yeah. And I know you touched on it earlier. Yeah. The, the yeah, there are a few that are just why are we taking why why is why is foreign wars, US foreign wars? That yeah, that should be implemented into the traditional be? history classes. Or that should be grouped with other classes. Yeah. Like because last time I checked, majority of history yeah. is war. Like, you know, from nineteen thirty-nine to nineteen forty-five. Just about everything that was going on in the mm-hmm. world revolved around World War II. Yeah, a large chunk of modern history. Um, 
in from from like 1958, I believe is when Vietnam started, to 1972, a lot of the stuff that happened revolved around Vietnam, the protests. Um, and those protests brought about more protests in the civil rights movement. Um, Richard Nixon, Watergate, all during Vietnam. <laughs> Every, like, and it all, everything revolved around that war. Um, if you go back uh, World War I, a lot of Woodrow Wilson's policies affected America positively during World War One. <laughs> like yeah, the, war is constantly going. Yeah, on. those classes there should always be war. generally grouped into other one. Like you could make a class, right, called modern yeah. history, and modern history goes over 1900 to 2020 uh, all over the world. It will go over the wars that yes. happened in America, but it will also go over specific events that happened in Europe, in Asia, in Africa, South America. Very very important important events that happen. I guarantee majority of people don't even know what the February Revolution is, which is one of the most important events in history because it changed the world. (laughs) If the February Revolution doesn't happen, 80 million people aren't dead. That's a pretty important. uh, Yeah, that's a pretty, pretty important event. But most people don't even know that is. And I mean, you can just I, I. just right off the bat, I probably should have said this earlier. The the U.S. education system has failed because people don't know what happened on the 4th of July in 1776. That alone tells me that yeah. the, the United States education system has failed. Yeah, people, uh, you know, there are people who are going to think that that's when it was, you know, it was just, it's, there's just too much. There's almost, it's sad that you say that because there's almost too much to unpack there. Like, how can you get that wrong? How can you say, well, I don't know, Domino's Pizza was founded. I don't know. Like, how mm. can you say something as asinine as that when, you know, I would say, oh, everybody knows that. Except not everybody knows that. A lot of people don't because you and all of your friends yeah. don't know what, what happened. Yeah, it wasn't the day the that we finished the war history. and got free from Britain. That wasn't a... <laughs> It was the yeah. day that we like, said, did we declare independence? Yes, you know? we did. But it's not. But I mean, yeah, there are a lot of people who who generally will think that that happened and we won the war. We won the war, and there was no complications. We or, and this we is won, another yeah. one. A lot of people, and yeah, I think this is cool. another thing of, uh, it's an awful event in human history. But I think everyone will agree that in middle school, um, basically every year, right, when you learned about the hol- the Holocaust in World War II. There are probably a lot of people who, after yes. reading those books, right, about this awful atrocity, believe that that is what World War II was about. There are people who don't know that yeah. that isn't the reason World War II started. And in reality, we didn't know about that years no. in. I guarantee majority of people – I guarantee that majority of people who will listen to this podcast won't know mm-hmm. truly why yeah, like World War II – People that were involved, like, like – they don't you know, know the, generally the thing that people know about World War II, right? This is going to say the most things that Americans know. What they know is that Germany was a bad guy, right? Germany was a big bad guy doing yeah. the Holocaust. Uh, what they also know is that Japan bombed Pearl Harbor, so Japan we got in the war, the uh, and then we won the war. Yeah. That's like it. That's like the extent that most people know. That's based. That's 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 World War like that's, II. Yeah, super. And that's what a lot of people will probably know because what do they learn? They learn about they learn about the day we were bombed in Pearl Harbor. They learn about how we won, how we finished, 
uh, Japan and they learned about yeah. And you know what? That's a, that's actually that is actually a perfect example because that's what majority of people learn in history class. <laughs> not, not not most people don't don't learn why mm-hmm. Hitler decided to rise so. to power. Hitler, Hitler he he did that. Okay, you guys are going to get a little history lesson here. Hitler decided to rise to power and wanted to make Germany this powerful nation because he felt that they were screwed over in World War Two. Uh, in World War One, I'm sorry. He felt that they were dealt a bad hand with the Treaty of Versailles. He felt that Germany, this military power for so long, didn't deserve what they were going through. He saw his people suffering, and he said, you know what? No, we deserve better. We're better than this. We're Germany. Mm-hmm. And he said, all right, let me let me get into politics, right? Makes his way up to the top. And now that he's at the top, he says, finally, look at where we are. Look at what I've done. I can now invoke my will on all these European countries who, who brought all this pain on us because they they did us dirty. They did us dirty in World War One. They gassed, they gassed us with mustard gas. I was gassed. And I'm going to bring all, all my anger on France. England, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tear them apart. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows that. That's why Hitler did this, did everything he did, and then he just used the Jewish yeah. people as a way to get the people's support. <laughs> I mean, sure, I'm 100. He definitely but, had a prejudice, but that wasn't the reason for starting the war. The war didn't start when Hitler started um, becoming a homicidal, say, genocidal maniac to an entire religion of people. It happened. The, until the, later the on, didn't even happen. and then it wasn't discovered. I mean, it wasn't discovered by us in, in World War II until a couple like, years later. Until later, it, it wasn't really discovered until we started flying planes mm-hmm. over and seeing what they were doing. Yeah, and it's just it's just another thing that's lost in translation that they learn about it in school. That has to be the reason why. And there are people who don't know why one of the largest events in human history uh, actually started because when they briefly went over it in class, yeah. Uh, after reading a book about it, they, they don't remember anything. They, they, they weren't taught anything else. It's not even that it's students' faults, right? Yeah. A lot of times people will say, it's like, oh, it's stupid Americans. And it's like, yeah. well, in reality, you're, right, you're referring to the average person who is not a teacher, right? That average stupid American is ignorant to that because they weren't taught it. No one is going to know about it unless they're taught it, which yeah. stems at the education system. And people shouldn't be blaming or shouldn't be shouldn't be making fun of the average American. Yeah, not the average American. American. That's the thing that happens at a lot of Commonwealth America. Because, um, yeah, is say attacking or uh, looking down on the people themselves rather than the institutions that they live by. You know, like you know, oh, all Americans are stupid. Yes. Well, no, we just have a failing public education system. You know. All Americans are fat. Well, no, it's just we yeah. have an obesity problem. But in reality, it is still a percentage of the population. It's not entirely. We have an obesity yeah. problem that nobody wants to talk about. The majority mm-hmm. of our problems are nobody wants to talk about them. Because that would force us to yeah, in general, <laughs> Which all stems back to the laziness that, that we basically are accustomed to and acquire and put onto ourselves through the school mm-hmm. system. You know? Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, we, we, we the work that we get, it's unnecessary. The the teachers yeah. aren't always the best. And I think we should make it a more prestigious job, a higher paying job, give our schools that aren't failing more funding so that they can, you know, afford those teachers. Um and I think just like those tiny little things will be super pivotal mm-hmm. to the turnaround of the I think it should be, education system for the better. Yeah. But my
will grow up in a mm-hmm. smarter America, basically. <laughs> and I think uh, I think there's a lot of that I don't see. It. Uh, I think it could be a lot of it could be fixed, not say simply, but the concept of holding teachers to higher standards. Um, there are too many. We talked about yes. like lazy teachers. There are too many lazy teachers that get away with too much. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's a lot of things like obviously yeah. you know there's teachers you know there's times of the year where they have someone come in and they watch them and they observe them they take notes or whatever and you know you've never seen a teacher get fired because of that right you know who's ever seen a teacher get fired because of that that's when they put on their good mm-hmm. face they tell the class to be good nope you know yeah like if my teacher telling me we have to be yeah. good today why don't yeah because you can't control us or you can't actually teach the class well that's when the teacher that doesn't care brings out the powerpoint yeah. they bring out the lesson plan you know. It's that those teachers need to be held to higher standards. And in, in all honesty, in my opinion, yeah. off of watching a couple of teachers get super old in elementary school and like their bodies are deteriorating, de- yeah, deteriorating. When I came into the school, they were fine. And yeah. now they're in a cane. Now they're in a wheelchair. Right. And we had that in elementary school. There are those cool teachers. They are good people. But when they hit a certain age, generally, I think teachers should get let off when they hit a certain age. And there are certain teachers that have that. But like there's an age that you hit that. You aren't as sharp as you used to be. You can still do things. And I can agree with that with my grandparents, right? They can still drive. They can still hold conversation. They're not senile, but there's parts of them just that aren't like they used to be. And there's certain substitute teachers we see, you know, those older ones, and they're great. They're really fun, but they're substitute teachers. They're not our primary teachers. Yeah, they are are our primary teachers. That is just – I think that there should be a younger – I mean, generally, I think a lot of these important things in America will become better, and it sounds awful, but they will become better when when the older people die out, right? We're at an unprecedented time technically in history where our people are living to long ages, longer ages than they ever really have before, and they're still alive. Look at American politics. Yeah, and so it keeps – you're looking at American politics, I mean, our guys have been around for forever. They are old. They've been doing this for forever, and they're not leaving – and it's a lot of the same way with teachers. There are systems that don't want to kick out these older teachers because they're beloved or they, you know, they have their tenure, they're safe, they're reliable, but they are ultimately not getting their core that they should be. Yeah. 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 It really is. I agree. Yeah. Like most of the problems, they stem to the teachers and it's a myriad of, of of reasons, whether it be they're not the they're not the most qualified for the job, they're too old, and they're slowly losing that lackluster ability. I think lackluster is the right word. I don't know. Um, they don't care about teaching. They target the smart student. They give too much work for students. And you already know that when you're when you're a teen, you know you're at the highest stress levels of your life. You know. Oh, I have to be my boyfriend or my girlfriend. I got to go to the football game tonight, but I got to do all my homework. Uh, I got to find out what's happening on social media. Oh, my God. What did you hear what Jessica said to Emily today? Like, it's mm-hmm. kind of stupid. All that stuff is stupid. However, yeah, than any students have ever been. Levels. And they're set that they ran tests. Students have higher, like, anxiety levels than yeah, I was actually mental hospitals in the 50s. And I think that speaks yeah, a uh, lot on what the system levels. is uh, currently doing. Like personally, I don't, I don't, I don't often feel it. I, I, I feel like super stressed and anxious when like I have seven classes of homework 
and I got to get it done in five minutes, you know, whatever it may be. But that's not super, super often. You know, most of the time I'll just have a couple classes of work and it'll be boring. And I might not be able to, might not be able on that day to get on PlayStation with my friends. But I don't ever feel that anxiety. Yeah. However, and that's a weird thing do. that I agree with because so I, there's, um, there's a lot of times where I feel similar to that, where I see my friends that are so unbelievably stressed out, but I don't feel that. Yeah. Oh, I forgot work. Yeah. Throw work in. Oh, there, and, and I definitely. How many people work? You know, yeah. As you get older, school becomes more stressful, too? not only because of increasing difficulty and expectations, yes. but like you're expected to get a job. So, like me, thankfully, I worked a lot over the summer, basically threw my summer away, but I had money for a while. Uh, and I won't need to get a job until later in the year yeah, that, uh, when I think things might be a little bit better. School will be a little, let's say, less off because of hopefully COVID restrictions will be a little limited. But like, that was fine, you know, for Hopefully me in that situation. Team, but there are kids who I have, I mean, one of my best friends, yeah, yeah. my best friend is working two jobs and they're in all honors classes, you know, like that's wow. tough for them. And they have very little time. Jeez. They're super stressed, but they don't want to quit their job because they enjoy working their job and they're trying to make money, but they don't want to. They like their other job because it's part time and it's, you know, it's very rarely they have to work. But when they do, it's time consuming, but they still need to work because or they still need to do school because overall that is more important to them. Yeah. Yeah. Now at that point, I you would ha- they have to quit the job. If if they're super stressed, you know, you 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 can yes, you love the job, but you're putting yourself into just this spiral downhill because of all the stress you're giving. Yourself, yeah. You know. And that to me, I'm just gonna say it bluntly, is a stupid decision to do that. You know, pick the job that you love more. And open up a lot of free time so that you have more time to do your work and not be so stressed out about it. Like, you know, kids being up to 3 a.m. doing work. Yeah, it really is. Uh, too much time becomes the school day. Or yeah. too much too much of the normal day becomes the school day. Yes. Like, I'm not saying that when school's done, no work should have to but, be done. Because I do think how is important. But no, it shouldn't no, go I into tomorrow. Like it should still be. Tomorrow. In the morning. Work. No. I shouldn't no. be doing work for yeah. hours on end. Maybe a half hour, you know, just some quick little things to do and a couple problems in math, maybe a little reading in English, a worksheet for science, and then maybe just, I don't know, some reading worksheet for history, you know, whatever. But we have too much when it comes down to everything. And it just piles up. It really does. Because let's say you say, oh, man, I'm not going to get all this done tonight. But that's okay because that's not due till tomorrow. And then you push it off one day and then everything else piles up and you just can't do that. And I feel like it's ridiculous. I can't, I can't, I can't push anything off because if I do, everything's going to pile up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the pile up thing. And I, I can even agree with that. I mean, I am not uh, super busy all the time, um, which is actually one of the reasons why I do eventually want to get a job again, because uh, it'll help me back on track of, you know, having stuff to do. But yeah. I don't feel it, but so many people, they talk about the pileup, right? And sometimes I think when I'm lazy, because sometimes I can be a really lazy student, um, like a lot of people can be, you know, and I'll like, uh, I want to keep doing this thing that I'm doing. I'm having fun. I'll do that later. I'm going to go out with my friends or whatever. And then I let it pile up. But like there are certain times when that happens and you are just so unbelievably screwed over where the one time you decide I want to do something fun instead Mm -hmm. of like, I want to do what I want to do rather than do schoolwork, that then it piles up and you almost can't get over it. You have one, yeah. you have the rest of the day to do 
like four today, hours worth of things and you have three hours left in the day, you have to go to sleep. And when you go to school tomorrow morning, you have something missing and your grade's going to go down. Yeah. Today I went to play basketball with my friends. Um, we went up to the basketball courts about a mile away from my house, but you know, I'm, I'm balling, up, balling up with them. I think we were there for about two hours, I think, actually. It was, it was, it was pretty long. We played some games. I had work due. Um, I had gym work due. Now, for this essentially example, it was only gym that, and I'm it, since it was only gym, I went to the basketball courts because I knew I could get that done. However, what if I had, on top of it, math, science, English? I did all that work earlier on uh, in the week. Hold up, take the uh, take the leave for a second. I have to do something. All right. Um, if you if you like, to me, it makes sense for you to choose your friends over school, right? You know, I'll always choose happiness, right? I'll always choose happiness over stress to a certain extent. It's, it, it is always to a certain extent stress. But um, um, to the, there has to be a line drawn with that stress where if you're constantly stressed, you just have to not do it. That's just in my eyes, because if you're at the verge of like a breakdown, you should stop doing your work and not turn it in. This in my eyes. And you should basically say to the teachers, look, I can't do this because you're stressing. Your work is stressing me out because I have this and this and this and it's all piling up and I can't get it done because I also have a job and I have other things to do around the house. I have chores, whatever it may be. It's just too much, you know, and. I don't know. There's just a lot of problems. There's a lot of problems in our school system. Do I think we're going to fix them? Probably not. I don't see a change coming in our for 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 students for a long time. If if a change even if a change even comes, you know, I I hope I hope I hope I hope one change. Uh, I hope that the change comes because I would hope for my children to grow up in a better school system than what we have currently. Um, it just sucks, you know, because we've gone from the point where students can be trusted with everything with ease. And we've gone downhill to the point of, well, now students aren't trusted to do anything because I, I can't, teachers constantly got to be on them because what are they going to do? Half the time they won't do the work because they either can't or they don't want to because they've adopted these beliefs of just laziness and it comes from our teachers and they're a big problem they need to be basic basically we need to reform how teachers get their jobs how who gets their jobs the workload that teachers give us needs to be changed needs to be altered classes need to definitely be fixed we shouldn't be taking certain classes if we're striving for a certain position in life um some classes shouldn't be there they just shouldn't be there because they're not needed, you know. And um, all right. And uh, what else do we say? Just like the basis of the school system needs to be the center, the the subject, not the subject. The goal the of where they're leading the students system needs to shift. You know? Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I kind of gave some final thoughts there. Uh, if you want to, if you want to give anything, final thought because. A lot of our listeners are uh, yeah. our age, kids we know. Um, care yeah. about school 
it is important. Even if you don't think it is, it is. Uh, Definitely. There are people older than us who did not get the same education we do. And the one thing they regret is not doing it. Um, take every yeah. opportunity that you have. Uh, don't blow off your future. Um, this is all about life no. stuff instead of school, but it involves school. So I think it's fine. Uh, even though the public education itself is failing you, you can help yourself. There's always a time, no matter what, I think, almost no matter what, where even when the government and the people around you in the say society that you live in will fail you, uh, there are ways to pick yourself up. Uh, there always are. And I think if you live yeah. a relatively comfy life, like a lot of people do and don't want to admit, um, then helping yourself education-wise is not the hardest thing in the world. It is not. It is It is time-consuming. Not at all. And there is effort. It is tedious. Actually, and that's why a lot of people don't want to do it. It's tedious. And it makes sense but why people will, don't want to do it. Off. But it will pay off. Yeah. It will pay off. It is definitely worth it. So despite that this entire topic has off. been, why has the public education system in America failed you? Still take care. Don't don't take it as negative, yeah. negative, negative. Yeah, let's hate on the public edu- uh, U.S. education system. Say, okay, yeah, there's a lot of flaws in the education you- system. But then take yourself and say, you know what? I have to do a yeah. little bit more. All of our thoughts to make sure have that basically been succeed, us excluded you know? from the picture. It's been some of our personal experiences, but most of those ideas are us excluded from yeah. the system. The system in your life can be better depending on how you implicate implicate yourself into it. Yeah. All right. Uh, Yeah. All right. Well, guys, thank you for listening. This was a pretty long one. I told you guys. I told you guys. If there's a topic that you can go off on, we're going to go off. No problem. Pleasure Um, to be on. Thank you, John, for joining me. And uh, everyone, it's 10.59 p.m. I hope you have. Be safe out there. Um, I just want to let you know. I just want to let you know that loved. If you ever need someone to talk to, please talk to me. All right. Yeah. Your mental health is very important. Gavin's yeah, a great guy. He's very smart. Have a great day. Right, have a good night. <laughs> thank you. Thank you.